Hi everyone, welcome, welcome. I'm Kenneth Chu. Welcome to episode 30 of Mother Industrialist Live Show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting, and life. And in this episode, <laughs> we are going to talk about how to be a digital mompreneur in the business world today. So uh, today I have a really great guest coming on. Uh, she really makes time for, um, for today's uh, session. And I'm so excited to invite her. And she's an author, she's a speaker. She's also a mom um, with, a, with a daughter. She's a radio and podcast show host. She's also a founder of Social Savvy Geek. And without further ado, let us welcome Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for making time on to my show. And uh, before we kickstart the show, there's a tradition that every guest gets to post a question of the day out to the audience mm -hmm. and to the next guest. So are you ready to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we can kickstart with the show? What's the question? Okay, so the question of the day is, how do you extend grace in your business and parenthood? So I repeat again, the question of the day is, how do you extend grace in business and parenthood? So give some time to think about it while I go on to Facebook Live uh, to see if you are live successfully and if our audio are good to go. Is that good? Yep. I'll come back to you. Okay, <laughs> let me just check. <laughs> Monica is in. <laughs> Hi, Monica. Okay, I can hear my voice. Okay, good. can hear you loud and clear. So, Monica, are you ready with your answer to the question of the day? Oh, I thought Monica was watching us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I'm ready. Um, it's funny that that's the question because I actually speak about that on my podcast, telling people, mm. of course, it's always, uh, it seems easier to show grace to other people mm -mm. than it is to yourself. But we have to leave space and let ourselves know, and I do this for myself, that if something didn't go to plan, for example, if I didn't publish a blog article related to my podcast on time, there is no point in beating myself up about it. Mm. I am human. I cannot do everything perfectly all the time. God help me. I wouldn't want to try. That is an unattainable goal. So I just do my best and keep, you know, keep going, just keep going. Mm. Um, and with my daughter, I have to constantly remind myself that she's not quite five and rem remember what things felt like when I was five and try and have patience and realize that 10 minutes feels like an hour and um, just try and love on her a little bit more. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Wow, that, that's good. And and now now we can kick start with the show. So Laura, before uh, we move on, maybe you can do a short introduction about yourself. What were you doing prior to you starting your own business? And also, uh, where where are you from, and what's your background like? You can just share with us, especially to the audience who are new, uh, new to uh, new to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do a short introduction about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I can keep it succinct. So my my background is um, prior to starting Social Savvy Geek. Immediately prior, I was a financial advisor, mm -hmm. but I do have a background in um, corporate. I worked at Capital One. I was also in entertainment. I worked at um, movie theaters and restaurants for uh, 12 plus years. And I was an engineer for the Virginia Army National Guard and a lifeguard for a good many years. So wow. still an avid U.S. master swimmer. And um, yeah, so I've done a lot of different jobs. Didn't quite fit in anywhere mm -hmm. because I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't <laughs> know it until the uh, market tanked in 2009. Mm. And um, I am from Williamsburg in Richmond, Virginia, but I live in Denver, Colorado now. I moved across the country to be with my family when I mm. found myself suddenly a single mother. Mm. And um, now I run Social Savvy Geek. I opened that in uh, 2010 mm -hmm. and I've been doing it since. Wow. Did I miss any parts? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's a good short introduction of ourselves. And I see um, okay. there's, we have some uh, guests uh, on live that is joining us. Maybe you can say hi to them. Hi, guys. Let us know, Hello, uh, thank you. Let us know uh, where you guys are from. You can drop a comment below. And uh, we will be glad to um, hear more from, from you guys. If you have any questions for Laura, uh, especially on the digital, being a digital mompreneur, 
or even doing an online business, you can drop the comment below. Uh, we will address it uh, at the later part of the show before, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, before we end off. So, um, so uh, Laura, so ju just to understand, because you were doing a lot of different jobs and you were saying that um, you're meant to be an entrepreneur, how, mm -hmm. at, at, what, at what point or what things that, that happened that make you realize, hey, uh, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur? What was the sign? What were the things that you felt that you, sh you should be your own boss? You can share it well, <laughs> sure. I I will sometimes say I'm an accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> I did not set out to own my own business. Mm. Um, my mother owned a ballet studio when I was a child, so mm. I had seen a mother who was a traditional business owner, but it hadn't occurred to me that I wanted to do any kind of business ownership for myself. I, um, as I said, I was a financial advisor, mm. and I was doing quite well at that. And, you know, the market tanked, and I had learned during my um, couple of years doing financial advising that I was very good at business networking mm. and face-to-face -face meeting people being a, <clears throat> excuse me a natural connector um, always helping people find who they needed to be connected with mm. and I um, joined networking groups like uh, Business Networking International, American Business Women's Association, National Association of Professional Women, like a bunch of networking groups wow. and I became the um, the VP of marketing and public relations for my local chapter of ABWA. Mm. And um, they just recognized I had this natural talent for marketing. And also um, I was being asked to speak about social media and train other people on how to use it successfully because I'm a geek and I just <laughs> was an early adapter and I take to software and online programs like a fish to water. I just get in and swim. I don't see technical difficulties. I'm just like, ooh, a new thing, let me use it. And then other people would come to me um, and ask me to train them. So when I lost my job, I had decided I really wanted to go into marketing and recruiting, but I didn't have any formal education in it. I went to school for art education, history, criminal justice, you know, <laughs> no marketing or uh, you know anything similar in there. And uh, nobody was hiring. They were hiring um, full-time only if you had a degree plus five years experience. And I didn't have that. <laughs> so the women in um, American Business Women's Association said, hey, you already have people now paying you to run their social media. Because as soon as I lost my job, people were like, oh, good, I could pay you for this now, right? And I was like, yes, yes, you can. Because I really needed the money. And um, they said, hey, just give your business a name. What you're doing, name it, do it, be that. And I was like, oh, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I molded over, but once I made the decision, I just said, you know, I'm gonna do this. And I announced it a week later and that was in 2010, I've never looked back. And now that I've worked for myself, uh, it's game over for everything else. I'm, mm -hmm. this is it. <laughs> so so, so it, it also shows that because, uh, um, like you, you were saying that you quit your job or you lost your job? Then you, that's it, you... was, it was kind of a quitter be fired. So I, oh, okay. yeah, okay. it was, it was, a, so things, things I think I, I didn't quite meet it. Yeah. I didn't quite meet a sales goal and mm. it was a technicality because the transfer was coming. Mm. And so they're like, well, you can quit or we'll fire you. And I was like, good, go ahead and fire me then. I'm not <laughs> quitting. I made them fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so things things happen for a reason, and like um mm -hmm. like one door closes and another door opens, and it really opens up. And that was before you became a, became a mom, right? You you started your social. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. So I had I had Brennan in um twenty thirteen, mm. and I moved to Colorado in twenty sixteen, and then I um, I met my husband here, and we got married two years ago yesterday. So <laughs> changes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was you know, like kind of like accidentally you moved in, you, you step into entrepreneurship because uh, mm -hmm. people felt um, that you are worth more. You can you can build a business, you can network mm -hmm. because of all the skills and all that, and you believe in that, and that's why you it, it, it took off your your business, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When when people are saying you have a skill and we want it from you, sometimes you need to listen. <laughs> And, and that, so. that, is, that is something that is very important, that, especially for mothers. Um, sometimes they, we, we, um, they may not be able to feel that they are worth that much. They feel that, um, because it's still a risk, it's still like um, 
Yes. Like leaving your comfort zone. Because for, for most most mothers or for more, most people, they will feel that, oh, I, I lost a job. I may be looking for another job. But when mm-hmm. that recommendation comes in, the suggestion of you stepping into entrepreneurship, you start charging people and start your business, uh, you mm-hmm. took it with a pinch of salt because um, of, of because of uh, have maybe because of the influence from your mom because your mom is a mom uh, a businesswoman mm-hmm. and she started business before and that opened up um another option for you that hey um why not I give it a shot since my mom has done it and now right. uh, someone else is is suggesting and um um opening up that that door for me why not I give right. it a shot so that that is really important and that's why um uh, I I wanted. I wanted to interview mompreneurs to share on this part because that whatever the mom is doing now, especially if you're step into entrepreneurship, it will greatly affect your children's future. Because like, oh, like yeah. for you, if let's say your mom is not an entrepreneur, your mom that is not doing a business, when you had that, maybe you were fired from the from the job, you may be most likely ninety nine point nine percent you'll be going into um entrepreneur uh into the job job uh, environment mm-hmm. again. Am I right? I looked for a job and nobody was hiring. So <laughs> I, but I knew what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. once I was, you know, when people say, no, you yeah. can't do what you want to do. I'm like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, if you don't hire me, I'm just going to do it on my own. So <laughs> yeah. um, I, as long as there were a job available that offered what I wanted, it seemed like a, you know, the thing to do. But then once people try to say, well, you can't do that. I'm like, well, going to do that so right. i just find another way and another way was you know my way <laughs> yeah which is which, which is which is very very important especially uh you you had that business uh before you become a mom and uh, yes. it's naturally you you will step into that that entrepreneurship at the same time because you uh, you are already living life on your own terms and um mm-hmm. and as a mom um you, re- you really need a lot of time i believe when you step when you transit into uh when you have your first child I thought I was prepared, <laughs> but my daughter came a month early, mm. so there was that. But also, um, I had a physical office in Richmond, and I had six employees working mm. for me. Even though my business is online, I like some face-to-face, you know, interaction. I had we had clients all over the country we hadn't met because we deal online with them. Mm. Um, but I had someone training to do my my daily tasks Mm. so that I could take time with my baby Mm. and then (laughs) she came a whole month early and we weren't quite ready yet (laughs) so and and, and that that also brings us to um to to the topic of the day which is how to be a digital mompreneur in the business world today because for Mm -hmm. you um definitely um you were an entrepreneur before you became a mom and after you became a Mm -hmm. mom you were still managing a business so how does that um, translate. That means, um, how do you move from an entrepreneur to a mompreneur from there, especially uh, as a digital mompreneur? Yeah, it was a bigger um, transition than I thought that it would be Mm-mm. because I didn't realize how completely exhausted I would be mm. um, from taking care of Brennan. Mm. And I didn't realize um, that while she was sleeping, I would need to nap sometimes. Mm. And that um, while she was nursing, I thought I could work, but your body puts out these hormones that make you so zoned out. Mm. You can't gather your thoughts. And I was just like, Oh, what a trick mother nature. But I'm like, I get that it's, it's nature's way of making you sit still long enough to feed the baby because Mm. otherwise you'd be bored and want to get up and do something. But I'm like, I can type on my computer while she's on the bobby pillow. It'll be fine. But no. And it's not like you can take anything to stay awake because you're nursing a baby. So (laughs) that was an adjustment. Um, And then also, Prior to having her, I didn't really have much else, you know, going on. Mm. And so I would work easily 90 hours a week Mm. uh, without thinking twice about it because I have ADHD and I get bored. I get bored. And so I would work um, and I love my work. My work is my hobby and my hobby is my work. Mm. So spare time when people are like, oh, why are you looking up social media stuff? And I'm like, I love this stuff. I cannot get enough. Literally, Mm. I cannot get enough of online marketing. I want to read books about it. I want to listen to podcasts about it. I am, it's my thing. I love it. I, I want to look at it all the time. And so now I have this small human who needs love and care and attention. And so I cut my hours down to, um, 
a maximum of 50 hours a week, mm -hmm. usually closer to 40. And it's really hard. <laughs> I had to be um, super efficient and show myself that grace of sometimes I just don't get things done, mm -hmm. but I don't want my daughter to feel like she's second to my work ever. Because mm -hmm. um, the whole point of doing work is so that I can have my family. Yep. So I absolutely put her and my husband uh, before my work and mm -hmm. then um it's hard and sometimes sometimes i do better at it than others um but i definitely drastically cut my hours back like pretty much mm -hmm. in half but in i guess half. i guess that that is uh what um the challenges of just mm -hmm. a, a mother not 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 just into a mompreneur even for a working mom and I believe that. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a second full-time job for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a full-time for life job, and it, as as a parent, it it always happens. But I guess that um the the advantages or the benefit of being a entrepreneur mm -hmm. is that you can um you live life on your own terms. You can uh, make time for I it. Do. You can um control. You can manage your own time. Uh, as compared to a working mm -hmm. mom, that if imagine if you have your your child and you're still you're still working for others, being in a job. No, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That, that, Begging that. for time off? <laughs> no. And that's why a lot of, uh, I, I, I also realized that a lot of working moms are struggling because yeah. um, motherhood, I would not say it's demanding. It's, there's a lot of attention, uh, especially when there is such a big switch, big change from uh, mm -hmm. maybe um, without, um, before a parent and also after being a parent. The big switch on that because you have a you have a new life, um, that is in front of you that need a lot of attention. Uh, you'll be mm -hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally drained, especially for the mother, because uh, yep. if if uh, you're breastfeeding and all that stuff, um, it will take you a lot of energy, and also attention, right. a lot of time also at at the same time. <coughs> Sorry. So yeah. So how how did you um? What are the various ways that um? you took like that to get yourself uh, back in into pace that means was it only the initial years um, mm -hmm. um when your when your daughter is still a baby to a toddler or now now she's five right she's five years old she'll be she's almost five she'll be five at the end mm -hmm. of may yeah so is it is it that you do you find more time for yourself to you know, on the business because she's growing older or do you feel that the time is no. still the same <laughs> <laughs> so um it's funny, as she's gotten older, I feel like there's actually um, less time for my mm. business. Because when she was a baby, if she would go to sleep, I'm like, oh, sweet, laptop. <laughs> you know, and now she is awake and mm. she is watching. And I had to make a lot of changes mm. as, as she got older. Um, I moved to Colorado because my, my mom is here. Mm -mm. And I um, actually moved in with my, um, my sister, my brother-in-law, their five kids, and my, uh, my parents. Mm -hmm. um there's an apartment in a house and it's ginormous so it's not like we were cramped or anything mm -hmm. but um i rented space from them so that i could have my mother watch my daughter when she was a baby and she could be brought to me for nursing and all that um because i refused to be not in the same place as my daughter mm -hmm. until um she was quite a bit older and i only recently got an office space outside the house mm -hmm. and i did that because now i i don't want Brennan to see me working and me say go away I'm busy mm. because then she'll no matter what I say the impression yeah. will be this computer is more important than you are yeah. and that's not okay I don't mm -hmm. want I don't want that so I actually my mom was a director of a daycare after mm. the ballet studio so she's been teaching kids her whole life so she actually ran a full-on daycare center for one child <laughs> <laughs> and now Brennan's about to go to school mm. So that'll be exciting, but because I don't live with them anymore, now I drive across town to drop her off and I have an office five minutes away. And it's worth it though. I, I mean, you can't find anyone to love on your child as much as you, uh, better than your mom, right? Yes. yes. So and I then, moved <laughs> full across the country for that. <laughs> wow. And, and I would say that because you are, you are um, doing a, uh, you are a digital mompreneur, that's why you are mm -hmm. able to move from location to location and yes. it's not being affected affecting your business at the same time 
Exactly. And I do still go um, to conferences as necessary. Like mm. my husband watched Brennan for a week while I went mm. to social media marketing world in San Diego. Mm -mm. Um, and that's awesome. And if I were still single, my parents and my family would have watched her. But um, when you have a daddy, you leave with the father. <laughs> they had some fun uh, daddy daughter time. And uh, we FaceTimed every day. Mm. And being a digital geek, I've taken pictures of Brennan every single day. She's alive. Mm. So I made sure that uh, I took pictures of us FaceTiming and my yeah. husband sent me pictures every day. So Yeah, which is um, good because of technology that brings us together, especially mm -hmm. uh, you are away from them, but you still be able to contact because like pay for FaceTime and stuff like that. So what is, what's it, what is the definition of a digital mom panel to you? I would say a digital mompreneur is someone who uh, does enough business online to where they're location mm. independent and um, independent of other work at their primary occupation. Mm. And they're making the majority of their money using their intellect in their computer. Mm. Yeah. So, and so, they have a child or not a mom. <laughs> so, and, and it's not, and, and it's not necessary that, um, and, and, and you, you, you touched on something very important is, because um, recently I have some discussion with my, my clients mm -hmm. and we talk about um, having an online business and having a business on the online platform. So you touched on, on something about digital and maybe you can mm -hmm. share, uh, share, uh, share with us that um, what is um, your definition of online business? Okay. Yeah. And you're well, talking about the digital I, product. I do. Yeah, there's... Um... There's not as much separation between online and offline businesses as there used to be. Mm. Um, and sometimes they're very similar with the only difference being, and like, for example, if someone is a coach or a mentor mm. or, um, you know, works with people in some sort of a teaching role, you can now either do that one-to-one -one online through Zoom, mm. or you can do a one-to-many program that you sell online. Yeah. So to, to me, online business, I mean, there's also e-commerce and that's a whole other you know, can of worms, and you could either have things um, uh, in a fulfillment center where you don't have any inventory, or you can manage that yourself. That that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, the people that I work with are speakers, authors, coaches, mm -hmm. uh, people who are change makers and influencers. They they work with people typically through coaching programs um, or through um, information products like online courses, that kind mm -hmm. of thing, and um, sometimes products for sale as well. And there's I'm not knocking it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not usually the people that I work with are mostly um, selling what's in their head mm. and packaging it up and selling it. And sometimes they're also affiliates for other people, um, affiliate marketing. Yeah. I personally do in-person speaking engagements and VIP retreats. And, mm. you know, I still do in-person things, but my primary method of communication is been through my blog since 2010 mm. and I just added in a radio show which is also a podcast on iTunes in January so that's new mm. um, but it's but it's all been online my, my audience is national and international mm -mm. Um, so I don't have to meet my clients face to face and most of them I haven't I mean mm. unless you some of them don't even want to do a video chat <laughs> it's just email and product management software and that's fine. Um, that's more for the agency work. When I'm doing coaching, we, we do hop on the, the calls. In fact, you, you have just uh, shared uh, some of the various ways that, that even for a working mom, uh, uh, she can uh, be a online, she can start an online business, like mm -hmm. uh, having all the intellectual that is from here and um, putting it online, either yep. by a one-to-one -one, uh, online coaching or even like a, mm -hmm. maybe a tutorial video, or maybe um, she can even uh, create some uh, e-books or digital products yep. that she can uh, she can put for sale, right? Yes, there um, there are so many ways to monetize your life experiences. Mm -hmm. Everybody has got a gift. It's just a matter of identifying what it is and mm -hmm. packaging it up in a way that helps other people. Yep. If you can help other people get better relationships or more money or better health regardless of what it is that you're selling, if you could help people reach their dreams, um, then you've got a business. Yeah. And, and you, you also touched on uh, affiliate marketing, which you can uh, market other people's product and uh, yeah. with your, with maybe to, to, to tie in with uh, whatever that you know. 
that you could market mm-hmm. their product at the same time. In, in maybe like yes. uh, for you, you are um, someone who is very big on uh, health and wellness. Then you could mm-hmm. uh, maybe help uh, could sell a affiliate marketing product uh, from yes. others that is uh, relating to what um, you are passionate mm-hmm. about, which is uh, right. in, which is in the health. Absolutely. Well, and then there's also sponsorship opportunities if you become an influencer in your mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a radio show, uh, people are approaching us about sponsorships, and and that's a whole other thing. That's not something that happens right away necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you stick it out long enough and keep doing what you're doing, yeah, people will pay you just for being you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, though, it's more. Um, for example, um, I have an Amazon affiliate thing that I just recently set up where when I have authors on, I can link to their book. And if somebody mm. buys it, I get a little commission and mm. it's not a lot, but it adds up. Yeah. And, and that, that is something that you're passionate about and you're just writing about it. And by the way, there's a link that they could purchase. Yep. I've been linking to my um, people's stuff for years and I had just read a, I think it was Pat Flynn said something about, mm. Hey, link to the books of the you know, that are mentioned on your show or mm-hmm. that you have authors on your show. And I was like, ah, oh, of course, genius. <laughs> yeah. He's a genius. We all know this. He's genius. Yeah. <laughs> and and, that, and that, that is a lot of example. I believe there will be mm-hmm. tons and tons of opportunity, just that um, a lot of people are not aware of all these things that they can do, especially, uh, I would say that maybe in Asia country, especially in Singapore, um, mm-hmm. a lot of them do not know uh, what exactly uh, is an online business being like. You not you do not need to have the product, but you can still make an income out of it, which is like affiliate marketing is one. You can if not, then you can use uh, Amazon, and there's also uh there's a uh, like ClickBank. ClickBank is one of um ClickBank, yes, yes. So one of the platform, and, yeah. Right, but you can. There's there's always a way to create your own foundation as well. Hmm. But affiliate marketing, if you choose the right programs. Hmm. And you could get into, like, for example, Amy Porterfield uh, is an affiliate for Marie, uh, Marie Forleo. And she makes a lot of money doing this because she has established her own audience. Mm. So the key to any of this is to establish your own audience. Yeah. That's where the value is. And then whether you're selling them someone else's product or your own, um, that that in the end, it doesn't matter as long as you're doing it successfully. But a lot of people do start with affiliate because yeah. then they learn the ropes. They learn right. what works and what doesn't work. They're yeah. provided with marketing materials. Yeah. They develop their audience. And then when they have something to share that they know what their thing is, they've already got an audience. So that's a fair way to go. And, and what you what you mentioned is really, really something that I could, um, could talk about because in my book, Mother Industrialist, I talk about the internet, that the internet is a platform that is... Um, that is there for for every mothers to give it a shot mm-hmm. into entrepreneurship, um yes. by by sharing something that you are passionate about, like uh, writing a blog or even doing a podcast or even mm-hmm. uh doing Facebook Live to share something that you are passionate about, and over <laughs> time you build up a follow uh, following or audience. Where that means mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just um displaying out exhibiting uh, what you are passionate about. And yes. eventually, when you have it, it, because it does not matter whether you have an audience or not an audience, you will still be doing what you love. Like for me, I'm, yes. I'm interviewing all the mom trainers. <laughs> whether I get paid, I don't get paid, I still love to do that because um, mm-hmm. there's always a message out uh, in every interview. Like today, we're going to talk about digital um, mom trainers, and we also mm-hmm. touch on affiliate marketing. So these are a lot of various ways that the mothers could do it. Like um, mm-hmm. they could do even do their own shows interviewing mothers or interviewing women mm-hmm. about makeup and stuff like that, and um, yep. but like like you mentioned, like in social media is also really important for them to build the uh, audiences um influence uh, being an influencer so that um they yep. could monetize um uh, at the end of the day, but whether that that would not be the main goal I would say. And um, in my book, I talk about internet is the best platform and uh, uh, it's the best time for all mom, mothers uh, to step into entrepreneurship because you could yeah. do this um, on a part-time basis. You, still can, you, can, you can still be working in a 9-to-5 job, but after, after your 9-to-5 job, from maybe uh, from evening to night or midnight, you could start mm-hmm. 
doing something that you're passionate about. Maybe you do a Facebook sure. live to talk about makeup and eventually people start following you, your makeup skill got better and uh, people may want to sponsor you like you mentioned Laura, um, yeah. you mentioned about sponsorship and stuff like that. But because these are things right. that you already been doing and because of the power of internet, you are able to reach out to even more. And um, that, that is really a very good um, good way to, to share with mothers uh, mm-hmm. how they could um, even uh, pursue their passion. And uh, right. maybe I, well, and I, if you're not sure where you want to get started, you can do a little bit of freelancing first mm, to yep. see which projects really light you up. Because you could, like for me, did I want to be a copywriter or did I want to be a strategist or did I want to do the work? Or I mean, I tried a lot of different things to, before I figured out what my favorite parts were and outsourced the other parts. But mm. you could freelance while you're figuring it out. So you're still making money yep. and you're still working online on your own schedule but you haven't committed to one particular thing, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. <laughs> so um, so what, what are the things that, uh, what are the challenges that for you as a digital mompreneur that you're facing uh, between your business challenges. and, yes, challenges? <laughs> well, I would say, um, it, it probably sounds silly, but just um, adjusting my clock mm. to daycare friendly hours because I am by nature a night owl. Mm-mm. Um, before I had, uh, Brennan, I used to stay up till, I don't know, whatever time of the night and I would go to sleep when I was tired and I'd get up and I did have to put business networking things on my calendar and work, you know, client appointments in from time to time, mm. but I just didn't have, I didn't have anything in the mornings because I don't like mornings. Mm. So, I mean, I had a few things that I had to go to once or twice a week, maybe, but other than that, I mean, I'd probably go to sleep at between one to five in the morning and get up between 11 and one in the afternoon. And I just work better that way. And I'd get into my zone of like really good work around 10 PM, you know, mm. and now, no, <laughs> now I work typically from nine to six. Mm. That's it. Um, so adjustment of schedule was a big deal for me. Mm. But I guess it's also the flexibility and the freedom for you to manage your own time as a, as a mompreneur and um, as, as compared. Because for you, you can choose to do 9 to 5. You can choose to do it at uh, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. to midnight and stuff like that. You can choose the, the timing and you can even give right. yourself off if you have any important things. Oh, to my gosh. Yeah. yeah, being able to uh, take off. Like, for example, the summer... Um, if I had a regular job where I was working for someone else, I have kind of business-like hours, but it's because that's when my mom was available for daycare. That was my choice. Yeah, it was my choice to do that. Yeah. Um, but there were days where we wanted to do, um, my daughter was going swimming and my mom said, oh, hey, we're going swimming. We're going to be at the pool, mm. you know, on this day. And so I w- I just didn't work. I went to the pool (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't have to ask anybody. I just blocked my calendar off. So nobody scheduled appointments and I went to the pool. So my daughter was like, mama, look at me swim. You know, (laughs) um, it's excellent. And I should mention that on Fridays, I work half days. Mm. Um, Fridays are half days. I don't work on Saturdays. I don't usually do Sundays. I made exception for you. Thank you very much, Laura. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. You got to take other people's time zones into account, you know, and I've, had some things recently with people in Australia and England mm. and now Singapore where it's not regular business hours. So I just let my family know what's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be on the computer for an hour. Mm. And it's because somebody is on the opposite side of the world mm. and we're going to talk. And my daughter, if I'm at home, will pop in and show us her toys and then go <laughs> about her way. <laughs> I guess that, that but, is the, 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 the freedom and also that's the joy of uh, being a mompreneur mm-hmm. because it's it's exciting, especially a digital mompreneur, is to mm-hmm. meet people from all around the world at different time zones. Like like for me, meeting you at this time zone, I know it's late for you, but it's morning for me. <laughs> and uh, most most of the the mothers uh would be in in the uh, would be in um in the office now working. But I believe that uh mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day they'll be able to watch uh this replay, this Facebook live replay. Awesome. Yeah, and also um what what would be how can how can a working mom uh, start to be a digital mompreneur? Any any thoughts, any tips for them? Yeah, well, so as an example, and now my, my sister isn't a traditional quote unquote working mother, mm-hmm. but she is the mother of five. 
And that is her full-time job. Yes. So um, my brother-in-law is military. So her full-time job is household, head of household, managing the household, managing the children, managing their school schedules, managing everything. So, and she wants to work because Mm. she's an industrious person. And, um, but there was no way she could get a job with this crazy schedule. Right. Mm. I mean, they range these children from 19 down to um, six. Wow. So there's, there's soccer, there's theater practice, there's all these things. But what she's done is taken on like community management roles online mm. um, and done, um, I've, I've hired her to do um, LinkedIn prospecting mm. and there's online work that you can do that is not dependent on you being available at any particular time. Yeah. So if she, instead of, you know, playing taxi mom all day and taking her one, one of her sons has some um, special needs. If she weren't ferrying him around to all these therapies and, you know, managing these, you know, if she were working a regular job, it would be mm. just the same right. where you can, you could start working for another digital mm. marketer and do tasks that are not clock specific. Yep. So you can learn the ropes and get experience um, without being tied to particular times. It's just a, hey, this needs to be done by a certain day. Mm-mm. But if you do it at one o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter. If you yep. did it on your lunch break, it doesn't matter. Correct. So you can you can start a digital business around another business. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, when I first started this, I had a part-time job. Mm. Um, not for very long. I was profitable fast. <laughs> but initially... I got a job at um, a local amusement park in Virginia as mm. a finance. I worked in the finance department and I, it was a random, like, you know, variable schedule. And I worked when I was available, but I did have a part-time job for, I don't know, four, six months, something like that. Mm. Um, and then as soon as my digital business and my, work was making uh, more money than my part-time job, I let it go. I let the job go. And it was really scary (laughs) to let, because that would pay my minimum bills. Um, But as soon as I was able to pay my bills, I just, I cut that off because Mm. I knew as long as I had that safety net, I wasn't going to um, be as diligent about Mm. pursuing my work. So, and also who wants to work a part-time job? That's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess that you 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 um you shared one one uh, something that I would also want to bring it out to the mothers, um mm-hmm. is because if let's say you you don't like the job that you're doing, but you wanted to build something on a part time basis, on on a day to day basis you can start. That means if you still have the five, uh, nine to five full time job, you can still build on it and you build this uh part time which is pursuing your passion or even learning the ropes of affiliate marketing or maybe some a, a product or services that you are really uh, passionate about, you can start building on a part-time basis. And eventually, if you want to free up more time, because if you see that uh, your, your online business is picking up, you can gradually maybe to quit from the job that you do not like, the full-time job, and move into a part-time, where there's yes. not much commitment and responsibility, and your, mm-hmm. you do not need to do overtime, uh, in, maybe in a part-time job, because there's no mm-hmm. commitment, and slowly transit onto your online business, because... That will free up a lot of time. That will be my, my suggestion. That's what yes. I, I gave a lot of mothers uh, who wanted to step into entrepreneurship and mothers who I coach on, on uh, for, for them to kickstart their business. It's not to really jump into um, entrepreneurship or online business immediately. It's to, it's to get the, learn the ropes and get the feel of it and before they move it on to the online business. And, and, yeah. and the most important thing is to make it profitable. Like like Laura, you have shared you because if profit because you are profiting from your online business, or your, um, that's where you quit your part time job because it makes a lot of total sense for you to focus more on your online business since you yes. already learned the ropes and you're moving on to it. So um, right. so the next thing is um, like for you, what what would you advise? That means um, because you 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 shared with me that you were. Doing traditional business uh, and also um, online business. So, what is the difference do you uh, do you see from um, being a traditional business and also an online business? Um, 
Well, typically, if you work for somebody else, you go, you do what you're told, you know, you put in your hours and you go home. Usually, mm. unless you're like a teacher with all the extra work they do, um, you, you turn off your work when you get home. So when I was a, um, like for, when I managed movie theaters for 10 years, for example, I went to the theater, I did my work, and then I left the theater and I was home. So I went out with my friends and I played a lot of video games, <laughs> um, a lot of video games. But I read books, I watched movies, mm. I went to the beach, I, I was playing like all the time. I didn't have any real responsibilities. I mean, I was management, so it's not like I wasn't responsible for anything. Um, and if there was an emergency, I could get called in, but it wasn't my business. So when I hired people and trained people, I followed systems and procedures that were mm. already in place and I took those for granted. Mm. And then when I was out on my own, I had no operations manual at first. I had no training procedures. Mm. I had no hiring process. I had none of that stuff. And I had to develop all of that as well as my own business plan, cash flow projections, <laughs> marketing plans. I mean, if your business is serious, then you need to take it seriously. Mm. You need to have a budget. You need to have a business plan with a marketing plan. You need to know who are you? Who are your competitors? What are you doing? What are they doing? Does the market actually need what you're selling? And how do you position that? Mm. It's not, it's not playtime. This is, <laughs> this is real work. It's yep. just work that you care about. It's fun. It is something you're passionate about. So you should be driven to want to, to help people with what it is you're doing because mm. it would, I have seen so many people quit and go back to a, to a job. Yep. And I've had opportunities where I've lost relationships. I've, I've lost other things because people try and pressure me into quitting and I'll say, mm. look, um, you know, something didn't go right, or I yeah. lost a project or, mm -hmm. you know, something goes wrong and it will. Yeah. And then they're like, well, that's very hard. Why don't you go back to a job? Mm. And I don't know, no, that's not going to happen. But there, at least I know in my business, I will not fire myself. Mm. I'm never going to be completely incomeless because I can go make a sale tomorrow and do something different. Mm -mm. Um, I mean, I'm a Taurus. I will outstubborn anyone, <laughs> but if you're not willing to defend what it is that you want to do mm. uh, to, to your family, to your friends, yep. to strangers you meet on the street who don't understand it, mm. well, you better get ready because <laughs> it's and, coming. And, and I believe that, um, you touch on a very um, important part of business of anybody who's mm -hmm. moving into business or moving and becoming an entrepreneur, which is the why. Why are, why do they want to start the business? Um, mm -hmm. Is it because of money? If it's because of money, I would strongly suggest not to, because money will not <laughs> because money will not drive them um, for the long run. Like you mentioned, that no. there will be a lot of objection. A lot of people were asking you to go back to work. And if your why is not strong, if your why is because of money, all that, all that um, dream crushers, dream stealer will come in and and bring you out from from this race. They will. Yeah, and and it's very very important. Yeah. Well, I would say money influenced me in one way and one way only, which is I know that my value mm. is more than some person who sees me as a cog in a wheel or a number in a spreadsheet yeah. values me. Mm -hmm. I know that my value is infinite and limitless and mm -hmm. I'm a child of God. You <laughs> cannot put a number on my life, yeah. but I can go out there and do what I wanna do. And if I make a million dollars this year, then yay me. But you don't get to tell me how much money I make. It's yeah. me and my family and my efforts and, I refuse to have someone tell me you're worth, you know, $150,000 a year this year and no mm. more. I would rather take a chance yeah. and, and maybe only make a hundred thousand, but knowing that next year I could make a million and, it's, and nobody has put that mm. ceiling on me. I refuse to be held down in that way. Yeah. And, and that, so. that is very, very um, <laughs> important for a lot of mothers, um, especially they, they will feel that they are not worthy. They, they always put down by others. And, one one thing for sure is I, I believe that all everyone has a has a genius in us um, for us yes. to really uh, unleash the full potential. But the only thing is whether um are you strong enough? Are you do you have that desire and the why? And why uh am I so passionate about 
helping mothers to step into entrepreneurship or even share with them various ways for them to be able to spend more time is because um, as a parent, as a mother especially, you have that that desire to spend more time with your children because mm-hmm. you know that um, you want to see their milestones, you want to be with them, you want to shower them with love. But because if you're in the 9 to 5 job, or most of the time you're working uh, overtime, you do not have the time with your, with your children. And a lot of mm-hmm. mothers are feeling the guilt. Um, and over time, this guilt is going to be snowballed into something that is um, not positive. So um, if yeah. they are able to spend more time with their children without feeling the guilt, and I, I, for me personally, I've seen a lot of goodness in a lot of mompreneurs like Laura and a lot uh, of mompreneurs I've interviewed. A lot of them are uh, having that lifestyle that they wanted with their family. They're able to balance because they are in control. They're living life on their own terms. And also, uh, if they work hard enough in the business, uh, because they will because of the desire mm-hmm. and they if they fail on the business it means that they'll fail on their children or even in the family because they are not able to um, manage their own time they're not able to right. be their own time uh, to spend with their family members the time is also different that we spend mm. because brennan um, by the time she was four had been on hundreds of flights <laughs> wow. i take i take her with me places mm-hmm. often um, she just happened to stay home with my husband during this last trip because it was it was so early to so late. There was no time for family. So there was no point in her coming mm. on that trip. But had we been staying longer, then they would have come with me and mm. we would have made a family trip out of it. Um, but my, my daughter has seen parts of the world that she would never have seen if I had a job. Yeah. And also... Um, she listens in the morning. She's in the car with me while I'm listening to the Amy Porterfield online marketing made easy podcast. Yeah. She's heard, she's heard Pat Flynn. Wow. She's heard Amy. She's heard, you know, these genius people, like uh, just the thoughts that she thinks growing up are inherently different. Yeah. From her peers. Especially. And her, possibilities are just infinite she is going to see possibilities that children whose parents just go to a job aren't even going to know about until much later her life is going to be so different and i think in a better way yes yes i I totally agree with you and that that is also another reason why i'm so passionate about um, mom being entrepreneur because the entrepreneur path you are leading um, uh, you are being a good role model for your children especially for yes. their future to come because there's a lot of uncertainty about the job industry, having be able to secure the job or whatever that you, they are learning now in school, would it be applicable for their future when they step into the, the, um, the society, uh, in the yeah. job society? So that's a lot of question mark that um, I'm, I'm really concerned. And uh, I believe that with, with the entrepreneurial skills uh, being passed down by their, their parents, like for you to your daughter, uh, she's learning mm-hmm. things that that entrepreneur is learning, like you going through all the hustle, going through all the the motivational uh, affirmation stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's going to be uh, a, a different child, a different kid altogether among her peers, and she may be able to stand out to be the leader of of her group. I, I would mm-hmm. I, I would see that to be because that that is what um I see in a lot of entrepreneurs' uh, children that they are having their leadership in them. Because they learned that when they were really young and helping the business. And um, yeah. Laura, I, I really um, like, um, really enjoy our conversation, our interview today. But time really flies. I really hope that I could um, get ah. you on, on for the show again. And it's really a huge, huge uh, topic about our digital entrepreneur, digital mompreneur. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe uh, can, you can share with the audience, how can they connect with you to learn more about you? Absolutely. My website is socialsavvygeek.com and I'm at Social Savvy Geek on Twitter. I'm on all the social media because it's what I do. I'm not recommending you be on all the social, but whatever your favorite platform is, I'm probably there. Um, also, um, if you go to Facebook, it's um, the you know, Social Savvy Geek, but also the Social Savvy Geek show. So mm. if you were interested to hear me you know, run my mouth more... <laughs> You can absolutely listen and it's available on iTunes as a podcast. So you can find me, Social Savvy Geek, anywhere you look. Thanks a lot. So uh, for those who are listening um, and, and watching, 
uh, I will include the link in the description below, and um, mm -hmm. you you can um, you can feel feel free to uh, contact Laura and also to check out what uh, what she'll be doing her podcast and also um, mm -hmm. her radio and also um, her upcoming things and what does uh, social savvy gigs uh, have to provide for you. So um, any okay. So now we are coming to the end. Uh, coming to almost <laughs> the end of the show. So, uh, Laura, right. like, like I share with you, uh, there's a tradition which every guest gets to post a question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So, are you ready with your own question of the day? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what is my question? Yeah, anything that um, you can, um, is, um, that maybe any burning question that you want to ask about uh, your, your business. It could be anything about entrepreneurship, parenting, or about life. I would say um, if there were one thing mm. in your business mm. that could be magically solved, if there were one part that mm. a GD would come in and say, I can fix this piece for you, mm. what would that broken piece be? Okay. So uh, if you were to put it into a sentence, or how would it, um, what, what is that one? What is the one piece of your business? that you wish would magically fix itself. <laughs> How about that? What is the one piece of your business that you wish that it would be magically solved? Yes, magically solved. Wow. Okay. Right? That's not a hard question at all. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it's just that one piece uh, that would be magically solved. Okay, so that that's a very very good um question question of the day, and I'm so excited to to see who's the next guest to answer this uh question of the day posted by you. So um yeah. before we, we before we go um any last advice for the mothers who are um uh sitting on the fence thinking whether they should pursue their passion or they should step into entrepreneurship. What is your last advice, Laura? My advice is if you keep thinking of it, if it keeps returning to you, if you can't put it down, then you need to pick it up. Mm. And you may absolutely bomb and that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay to fail and it, just do it anyway because I would rather have failed and know and not regret not trying than to not try. Mm. And sometimes it's your second idea that is the one, but you've got to get in there. So pick it up and go with it. Wow. Thanks a lot, Laura. Thanks for your uh, last advice. And thanks for making time um, to really um, come in for this show. I know that um, um, that you, you are now, it's really late and you um, can't wait to go back home and spend more time with your daughter. <laughs> So, uh, it's thanks snowing. A lot. I'm afraid to look yeah. at the car. <laughs> yeah. So thanks a lot for uh, today's interview, and I um, really hope to have you on uh, on the later episode. And absolutely, last, yeah. it's and been last, fun. Yes, it's fun. And uh, last but not least, Kenneth here signing off with Laura. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to Mother and Daughter Show, and I see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye Laura. Bye.